From the Financial Times in London, I'm Ben Hall and this is FT News. Donald Trump's decision to impose new tariffs on imports of steel and aluminium triggered sharp falls in financial markets and raised fears that the US is about to start a trade war with China and other major trading partners. On the line with me to discuss this is the FT's World Trade Editor, Sean Donnan. Sean, why was this measure announced by Donald Trump so contentious? Well, there's two reasons. He launched two investigations last April into imports of aluminium and steel into the United States. But importantly, he chose to do so on national security grounds. And that in the trade world is a bit of a nuclear button, if you will, because for years there is this loophole in global trade rules that allows countries to impose trade barriers in times of war or national emergency. But no one has used it because everyone's feared the consequences of doing that too lightly. And really, this is incredibly contentious what Donald Trump has done because he is doing exactly that. He's invoking the U.S. national security and economic security in imposing the tariffs. The second reason is that we've seen this before in terms of the U.S. imposing tariffs, particularly on the steel industry. President George W. Bush did so in 2002, imposing a tariff of 30%. And it just didn't work. It backfired for two reasons. One, in the U.S., in the domestic economy, we saw a bigger impact on steel-using industries than we did in the kind of steel-producing industries. More jobs were hurt. Some studies said as many as 200,000 jobs were lost lost rather than helped in the steel industry. And the second reason is that it invited retaliation from around the world. And that's what we're seeing today. Very quickly, whether it's the Chinese or the Europeans or the Brazilians, the world is saying that they're going to take their own measures in response. Has Donald Trump opened a Pandora's box by invoking this national security argument for taking these trade measures? And how might other countries use it? Well, absolutely. That is the fear. And there's two potential Pandora's boxes here. The first is that other countries could simply choose to do the same. China, for example, could say it is in our national security interest to put these limits on data flows or these limits on imports of soybeans from the United States. And other countries could do the same. You get a real procession, a real domino effect around the world, potentially. The second reason is that this could force a hard decision at the World Trade Organization. This is an area that the WTO, which is supposed to be keeping the peace in the global trading system, has never wanted to tackle. They've never wanted to have to define national security because it's hard to tell a member country that you disagree with their interpretation of national security. In the United States' case, and in Donald Trump's case, that's particularly contentious because he has an incredibly skeptical view of the WTO. He already thinks it's lined up against the United States. He threatened to pull the U.S. out of the WTO at one point during the 2016 campaign. And if you had a decision by the WTO that said, no, U.S., you've invoked national security wrongly here, he could have a fit and pull the U.S. out of the WTO. Likewise, it could also lead to lots of questions. Uh, You could go down a real rabbit hole in terms of how you define national security. Years ago, there was a case by one Scandinavian country, Sweden, I believe, that wanted to um, put tariffs on boots, on leather boots, arguing that it needed boots for its military. They withdrew that case before it uh, ever could get to a decision, mainly because they were so worried about the potential consequences. And we're back in that situation with a much, much bigger issue. This move has proved very divisive in Washington and indeed has split the president's own team of advisers. 
could we still see the sort of pro-free traders in the administration fight back and try and water down this measure? Absolutely. And I think that's really the next battle to watch and one that we're already starting to watch play out today. For the past 13 months, we have been watching two main camps in the administration on trade, and that is the economic nationalists that used to be led by Steve Bannon before he left last summer. In that camp are Peter Navarro, who is this outspoken former academic who wrote a book called Death by China, which is all about how China was gaming the global trading system and killing American communities. And on the other side, we have people like Gary Cohn, who's the former number two at Goldman Sachs, who now heads the National Economic Council. And they have been tussling over this stuff for the past 13 months over just how hard an approach Donald Trump would take to trade. The big way that this could be watered down in the next week is that typically when a tariff like this is introduced, there's a process in which companies and even countries can apply to be excluded. And the big question that's going to hit us next week is who actually manages to get excluded. For example, the biggest exporter of steel and aluminium to the United States today is not China. It is Canada, which is a longtime ally, a fellow NATO member, a neighbor, and they are apoplectic today about the possibility that they could be hit with these tariffs. How might China and Europe or even Canada hit back at this move I spoke with the EU's trade commissioner, Cecilia Malmstrom, after this was announced, and she was very clear, and they've been working on this for some time. They have a three-pronged approach. One is they and other countries are already talking about taking the United States to the WTO and testing this national security provision, which gets into that Pandora's box that we were talking about. The second one is that they are looking at imposing safeguard tariffs of their own, which are allowed potentially under WTO law, but would mean that the European Union would be erecting its own trade barriers to steal from around the world, which would inevitably prompt others to do the same, whether it's Brazil or other countries in Asia, like South Korea and Japan and potentially China. And the third thing that the EU is already working on is some very targeted retaliation against specific U.S. products. They've always, and they did this in 2002 after George W. Bush imposed his tariffs, aimed at things that kind of get into the congressional districts of key players in the governing coalition. And so we are going to see Kentucky bourbon get hit. That is the home state of Mitch McConnell. We're going to see dairy products from Wisconsin, which is House Speaker Paul Ryan's district get hit. We're likely to see Harley-Davidson motorcycles. They were a big item that was hit in 2002. And we are likely to see other countries do the same around the world. This was an action inspired by alleged Chinese dumping of steel on US markets. How much merit is there in that argument? And will the Chinese lash out back at America over it? Or will they be measured, do you think, in their response? So the irony here is that, yes, this is targeted at China, but China is likely to be the steel exporter and the aluminum exporter that gets hit the least by these measures. And that's because over recent years, the U.S. has imposed more than 160 different tariffs on specific steel products and aluminum products coming out of China under its anti-dumping system, which is something they're allowed to do under World Trade Organization rules. So Chinese steel as a portion of U.S. imports is only about 2% today. I think they're number 11 on the list of top exporters behind Canada, Germany, Brazil, Turkey, lots of other countries. So the actual impact on China is likely to be limited 
which gives them room to actually take a more measured approach. But they're worried about something else that's coming down the pike, which is a separate investigation that the Trump administration has launched into Chinese intellectual property practices. That itself is likely to lead to separate tariffs, potentially on consumer electronic goods or other Chinese products. It also is likely to lead to investment restrictions, and potentially even we're hearing visa restrictions on Chinese nationals in the United States. So it's very clear, and the president this morning has tweeted that you know trade wars are good and they're easy to win. He has even proclaimed, and so we are launching into a trade war here. But this is not the last action we're going to see, and certainly we're going to see plenty of response from the Chinese and around the world. Okay, thanks, Sean. You can read more on this story on FT.com. <laughs>